It is June 10th, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa tonight. Just the two of us talking about SmackDown and Rampage. So much. So much going on today. So much to discuss in the world of wrestling. Uh, fun SmackDown tonight. Solid Rampage. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was both shows were. I thought they were fun. They were enjoyable, and they they went by faster than I thought they would. It didn't feel like, you know, I have to like skirm around to get ready for the podcast because I didn't realize how fast everything went by. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, good pace, good pace tonight. But before we hop into the shows and start chopping up the details, let's cover the news. Isa, what is going on? Well, um, Paige has announced her departure from WWE. She is set to leave WWE. The former two-time Divas champion took to Twitter to announce that she will be departing WWE when her contract expires on July 7th. She last competed inside a WWE ring at a live event on December 27th, 2017, where she suffered an injury. And she will go on to announce her in-ring retirement due to her injuries. After that, as you know, she assumed several roles for the company on screen and off screen. She was a general manager of SmackDown. She was also a manager of Asuka and Kyrie Singh. And she was also part of the backstage show with Fox. Um, did you get, did you get a chance to see her tweet? And what do you think about it, Glenn? Um, it's interesting. She says she will see us in the ring again one day. And uh, the hardest part's going to be adjusting to not using the name Paige, going back to her birth name, Soraya, which, of course, is her mom's ring name. So very, very interesting. Um, I suspect that if uh, she can have the right surgeries, she could make a comeback like many other talents who have in recent years. So who knows? I mean, she would be a huge asset to AEW. Yeah, I am 1000%. She'll be a huge asset to anywhere like that yeah. she ends up at. She's such a good draw. And I, I agree with you. I, I think that her injuries and based on some of the comebacks that we've seen re- in recent years, even from Edge, and I believe even Nikki Bella has gotten back in the ring after being told that her, you know, that her neck injury was career ending. So I, I hope to see that happen for her just because she's so young and her career ended at such a young age that I, I would love to see her come back and do something. Um, and it would be interesting to see her elsewhere because she started with WWE so young. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That I feel like we might get a whole different character and a whole new version of her now. So I, I, w- I would like to see her as long as she's healthy, obviously. Isn't professional wrestling interesting? Because in any other sport or athletic field, you get a career-ending injury, and that is it. But in the world of pro wrestling, oh no, it's just that doctors were being extra cautious. But if you do the right rehab, you do the right treatments, you could make a comeback. You know, a decade later. Yeah, and you have to remember, like these guys are out there on the road, like almost every day. I think the, the schedule has gotten, you know, a little bit lighter. I think we have the pandemic to thank for them but i am pretty sure that just resting your body for a period of time will probably does wonders for them yeah it's really incredible so uh you know best of luck uh july 7th i believe is when her contract's officially up and they're just not renewing it she wasn't actually cut her contract Mm -hmm. is just coming to an end it's not being renewed so uh page or soraya i'm gonna have to get used to saying that as well i know Uh, very much look forward to seeing what you do next yeah, yeah. Also in the news, speaking of, you know, injuries and, and surgeries, WWE has confirmed Cody Rhodes underwent successful sur- surgery. As you know, he wrestled with that um, that horrible injury. I'm sorry. Every time I think about it, I have to like cringe because that was, that was insane what that man did. But he went under the knife on Thursday to repair this injury that Rose suffered last week. Obviously, he still went ahead and wrestled a Hell in a Cell and took part on a Monday Night Raw segment where Seth Rollins kind of beat him and wrote him off TV. WWE cited a tweet from Cody's wife, Brandy, that provided an update on the surgery. The doctor just repaired his his pectoral, um, Brandy said. Cody has been providing graphic updates. Have Have you been following him on Instagram, by the way? I have not, no. Okay, well, if you want to follow him on Instagram, you'll get full updates on how much bruising he is suffering. Uh, but WWE is expecting Cody Rhodes to be out for nine months. So the surgery was successful, everything is fixed, but the time period for his recovery is nine months. What do you think about that? When is the Royal Rumble? How many months away are we from the Royal Rumble? Uh, a little more than, uh, or a little less than nine. But here's my question about Cody. This is what I was thinking about today. 
he was injured and needing surgery. He still did that match on Sunday because of the size of his deal. And because he put himself at further risk by doing that match Sunday and the beatdown Monday, usually when you're injured and off in WWE, they freeze your contract and you're only making your downside guarantee. Uh, Cody's upside, I have to you know, uh, suspect, is quite lucrative. I'm wondering, because if he did that match and put himself at further risk, if WWE is going to pay him his full contract and let it progress while he's out recovering from the surgery. Uh Probably, I would assume, especially after what he just put himself through, you know, yeah, like yeah. the fact That's that what he I'm went saying. out and competed on Sunday, like you would think that they reward him in some kind of way. I'm also thinking that WWE is putting out there the the longest time frame for his comeback, and I'm hoping for a sooner comeback. Wow. I did see on, uh, I know this is going to sound funky because I was going to say this YouTube doctor, but he's an actual doctor that makes <laughs> YouTube videos, okay? <laughs> Let me clarify that. And he was speaking about this injury. And he said that once the peg is completely torn off the bone, there's no way to make the injury worse. It's a matter of A, your pain tolerance, and B, him overcompensating for not having that full movement. You know what I mean? Maybe he pushes other part of his body a little too hard. But what he basically said is why he wouldn't encourage him to wrestle. There was no way he could have made that injury worse by going out there. So basically what Cody Rose just showed is that he has pain intolerance like no other because that Absolutely. is crazy. And, and George yeah. Bartley is saying, well, the doctor said he couldn't do any more damage. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he yeah. still, by going through with this, this should not be, hey, you're going to sit it out and uh, thanks, pal. We're going to add nine more months to your contract and pay you the bare minimum we can get away with. Like that's the the, the hope. What I hope is not his reality. But um, I'm with you that I always suspect because WWE wants to do these surprise returns and make that a big deal. Yeah. I always think they overestimate the amount of time someone's going to be out. So we'll be surprised when they come back. Yeah, and we're talking about Cody Rhodes, who definitely proved that he might not be human on Sunday and Monday, because not only did he perform on Sunday, he came back out there on Monday and took part of that segment. So, you know, if, if it takes nine months to a regular person, he might take Cody only three. Who knows? I mean, he did see his winning money in the bank. I'm like, how is he going to do that with one arm? What? I guess you can still do it. Well, what I want to know is uh, on his kayfabe suspension, is MJF still getting paid full full rate? You know, because he needs <laughs> he needs all those money, all that money with the the meager contract that TK gave him. Well, speaking of NJF, my last news segment for today is we have a couple of backstage news on um, AEW's approach to this NJF storyline. As mm. you know, um, CM Punk is injured, so they did a tournament. You know, they're going to crown an interim champion. But AEW is reportedly playing the long game with the regards of the ongoing story with NJF. According to Dave Meltzer in the last Wrestling Observer, AEW is willing to forego the short-term financial gains evidenced by the fact that they pull all the MJF merch for their website in order, in order to achieve a long-term payoff with the storyline. And you know what? I, 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 I assumed that was going to happen as soon as they didn't put him as far as of this crowning and entering champ situation. What do you think about that? Do you think they should play this out for a long time? How long do you think it's a long time before people forget about it and it doesn't feel as big of a deal? I think a good storyline needs to constantly have some sort of forward movement. And I think it is a mistake that he was not mentioned Wednesday or tonight on no. AEW. Um, I think they should have had him try to enter the building, you know, and not be let in. Like it is a mistake to leave this guy off TV because wrestling fans, it's not that we have short memories. We are just bombarded with so much story every week and so many matches. It's easy to lose steam. It's also not even that. It's just that we, if when you're a wrestling fan, you are so programmed to the show must go on, right? No matter mm -hmm. who gets injured, no matter who lives, who gets, who gets, you know, released, who, who jumps ship, like the show goes on. Monday Night Raw, AEW Dynamite are going to have a show every week and you're going to continue to watch because that's what you're programmed to do. So you're going to forget about the storylines. I think that this MJF promo a couple of weeks ago will push him to be talked about for quite a while, but it just, I mean, it's, it's weird to me that they're that they're not even mentioning him. They really and they've also mentioned in this same report that they really want people to think he's gone. Yeah, I would have had him outside the venue trying to get in and be like, "Hey, I'm going to going to visit my good friend Cody. You know, Cody Rhodes, and I just need to stop by here and pick something up before I go visit Cody in the hospital recovering." <laughs> I mean, they could have done something, but not having him on TV, I think, is a real mistake. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking about that. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking it would be amazing if MJF, who hasn't updated any social media, yeah. just posts a picture visiting Cody just to, 
you know, if you want to go all in with the storyline, then do it, you know, but I just hope this isn't a long-term thing because while I do think that Rampage was a good show, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy Dynamite this week as much as I did the week prior. MJF is one of the reasons why I tune in and now you don't yeah. have CM Punk. And now there's a couple of people that are not going to be there. So it's like, when is it going to start hurting and creating a hole that people are going to stop tuning in because, you know, their favorite is not there and you're not giving us any updates. It's very tough. And I, yeah. I'll i be shocked if they keep him off TV for another week or don't move this forward. Uh, Alex Diaz, 1990, saying, guys, let's talk about the real wrestling TV ratings wars. Well, this Monday's Miz and Mrs. beat <laughs> Rampage again. Also, I hope they pair Ricochet with Wesley. That would be a great pairing, actually. Yeah. Miz and Mrs. Mrs. did 400. Don't they, don't they do good? How much is it? Like 400,000. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah, in no. Rampage territory. They'll beat them. <laughs> That's it. I'm done with the news, Glenn. Okay, there's the news. Uh, I have not followed on Cody on Instagram. I was busy uh, following the Instagram and looking at the guy that was uh, trying to rescue one cat and then got swarmed by 12 kittens off the side of the road and adopted them all. So, oh, that's amazing. You gotta see the video. You gotta see the video because he pulls over <laughs> and he sees send, one send kitten. Me the link. Yeah, one kitten comes out to greet him, and he's like, Hey, little guy, and then like 12 other kittens just swarm him all at oh. once. It's so, so heartwarming. And he uh, took them all home. It's lovely. Oh, that's wholesome. I love that. Yes, uh, setting Instagram just, just ablaze with interest. But uh, tonight, <laughs> SmackDown, SmackDown, and Rampage. Oh, SmackDown. Oh, Rampage. Should we announce uh, our big news? We're going to get Roman Reigns next week. Do you know how excited I am? I miss it. I know. And should we, should we announce our big news, Issa, about, about the limited time podcast or YouTube recap we might be doing in two weeks? Oh, yes. I'm ready. <laughs> so I didn't know about this. I learned about this like on deadline yesterday, June 23rd, HBO Max is dropping a four-part documentary about Menudo called Menudo Forever Young talking to members from all the eras i am so stoked about this it's gonna be so I good am i am too and i can't wait to watch it and i was thinking yeah. you know i might i might be able to do some on-site assignments for our for our new show because you know you know where i'm at so but i didn't know oh, that's true to me yeah. i didn't do text me. i screamed when i saw your before i even clicked on the trailer i just saw the link and i screamed and my my, my daughter love was like are you okay <laughs> I haven't even told my wife yet. I'm going to surprise her. I just put it on the calendar and I was like, Thursday, June 23rd, just put this on TV. Tell her we have to sit down and watch something and just show this. And it's going to be awesome. Four well, parts. Whatever they show in Puerto Rico, I'll go to it. We're going to, yeah. we're going to have on-site coverage and everything. Oh, this could be so exciting. Yes. Menudo Forever Young, June 23rd, HBO Max. Issa and I will be recapping it definitely on YouTube. Maybe we'll release it as a podcast, but definitely on Issa's YouTube channel. Yeah. Be sure to subscribe NYC Demon Diva. So uh, let's talk about SmackDown tonight. So we knew, well, actually, I didn't know that Roman was coming back next week. I thought legit, because of Roman's reduced yeah. schedule and all the word making the rounds there, I thought maybe Sammy does win this match and maybe because maybe Roman can't be there next week. I didn't. Um, I thought it was going to end up with a money in the bank match for Riddle. You know, mm. I, I didn't think Sammy was going to win, but I, I didn't think it was going to be a next week thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think they're starting to feel it. Like the, the, I, the, the absence of Roman Reigns is felt. And I think if he, ha if he has a couple of dates here and there, like you have to give us something in between. And, and people are going to start being critical. The fact that these titles have not been defended in over 60 days. Well, WWE, uh, you know, so Dan uh, in the chat saying they advertise Cody versus Seth at Saturday night's main event in Kingston, Ontario on August 20th. Probably not happening. They announced at the top yeah. of the show that Max Dupree is going to unveil his signing of Maximum Male Models tonight. That didn't happen. I know. <laughs> well, a couple like, of weeks ago, they said that Lacey Evans was going to be in action on, on Raw. Remember? And that also I didn't know. happen. This is like WWE. Get it together, man. But God forbid that that uh, what was it the six pack that Naomi and Sasha were supposed to be a part oh, of yeah. that, that they couldn't take place and that really was a big deal. But everything else that they promised and they don't give us, yeah, that we have to just forget about it. Oh my God! So the Max Dupree reveal just and I'm really hoping it's Tyler Breeze. Where was Tyler Breeze tonight? Did he post on Instagram? Do we know where Tyler no. Breeze is? Is Tyler Breeze was Tyler Breeze? Backstage I was waiting. Busy looking for the bad bunny beef, Glenn. I, I wasn't on social media today. <laughs> I was gonna give Issa a hard time. She drove all over Puerto Rico looking for a beach, a secret beach where Bad Bunny shot a music video. When I was in Puerto Rico, I tried to find two locations <laughs> for Menudo music videos at the Fortress 
in the mall and I found them. So I get it. So I've done that Puerto Rico uh, hunt before for the music video. <laughs> this one, this one, I'm going to do a video on my channel just talking about what we went through to find this freaking beach, but it was fun. It was a fun adventure. Nice. Uh, so Michael Cole, Pat McAfee tonight, Pat McAfee on tonight. Very like we heard a lot of the stone cold, stone cold impression. It's good times. Uh, they announced the main event tonight with Sami Zayn versus Riddle. If Sami Zayn wins, Riddle is banned from SmackDown. If Riddle wins, he gets a title shot up against the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. But mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre's match uh, music hit, and he came out, and we had a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Love Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, and who was Sheamus with tonight? Huh? Who, oh, who he was, was with Butch. 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 What did you think of this match and this double DQ finish? I, I'm not mad at the finish, but because it was a qualifying match, I feel like it was a ripoff. You know what I mean? You know, I am a big fan of big meaty men slapping meat, and we got that. These guys have a history. They have feuds. They were beating the shit out of each other, and it was fun. But the fact that we ended up getting no wins here, when when I'm like an advocate for do qualifying matches for money in the bank. And then even those matches end up in BS. Like I didn't like the double disqualification. The match itself was, was awesome. And I, I think that every time that Seamus and Drew McIntyre step into the ring together, they deliver, but we just seen it so many times that people become not invested in it. Yeah. Um, and I hate these non-finishes. What's the point of this except to just keep it going and give us an excuse to repeat peter bahi with the best comment he has ever made in the chat saying i love glenn's shirt his tribute to Corey feldman with the silk shirt thank you you know i saw Corey feldman live in concert before the pandemic you really with Corey's angels touring uh, after his today show appearance wow. he was playing in uh my my hometown where i used to live and we're like well we have to go see Corey feldman you he covered uh he covered Michael Damien's Rock On from Dream Little Dream. He covered Cry Little Sister from The Lost Boys. He played his original material, which is not as bad as people say it is. But uh, Corey Feldman, you know, he was not imitating Michael Jackson. Him and Michael Jackson had the same influences to hear Corey. Oh, okay. That's good to yes. know. It's good. It's good to know. Very good. Very good, Corey, to, to explain it to the people. Um, but I like I like this fight. I thought it was good. I just wanted a winner. On this, because now they're right. just going to run this into the ground. It's going to be Drew McIntyre. Yeah. The Brawling <laughs> Brutes. I hate that name. I, you know what name I don't hate? Hmm. Butch. <laughs> I like that when they came back for commercial, they were still brawling at ringside. And it just kept going. I know. <laughs> it was like the Family Guy chicken fight. Yeah, they had such they had such a good fight um, back in the Thunderdome era. Remember when Drew McIntyre came out with the Braveheart paint and they broke the Thunderdome screens? Like I'm telling you, Chambers and Drew are very good at what they do when they when they are together. And it was just refreshing because we have seen this like Drew McIntyre with the New Day and and the Rolling Brutes together for so long that it was just refreshing to not see the same six men tag. We're patient with each other, Tuck Graf. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, I, Issa, you've ruined Lacey Evans for me. You've absolutely ruined <laughs> Why Lacey is that? Evans. The way you mocked her, her heartbreaking, tragic stories of adversity that she overcame by relating them to your own adversity. Um, Tonight, it was interesting, the promo, how they kept leaning on that against what she was in a Money in the Bank qualifier with Zia Lee. And they're like ignoring that all of Zia Lee's promos were about the hardships her family faced, like the terrible evil landlord and all these other things. And it was just like, you've only got so many different angles, WWE. You're really exposing your limited pool of storylines. I mean, sometimes like the landlord hardship it's not as hard as, you know, what Lacey went through. So it's just like, and then if they start talking about Saya Lee's hardships, Lacey might get upset, you know, that they're acknowledging somebody else's hardship over her. Well, I'm just saying. Okay, let me just say, 
because Lacey Evans went through some real shit is the only reason I don't go all in with you on mocking this because I'm like her real yeah, story like is I've inspiring. I've been through some real shit too. Let me tell you something. When I was young and my okay. family was gonna buy our first home, my dad took us to see with the realtor this beautiful house in front of the beach, and it was like ocean views and everything. And then my dad refused to buy it because every time a hurricane would come, the house would get destroyed, and we ended up getting a house in a different neighborhood that didn't have ocean views. And I still get mad at my dad for not getting the oceanfront house. You realize how much better my childhood would have been if I had the, the oceanfront house? But no, I had to go and live in a neighborhood that doesn't flood because of hurricanes. That's hard times, Glenn. I love that Issa has completed this heel turn and is starting a feud with Lacey Evans that Lacey Evans isn't even aware she's in. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but I knew I think, Lacey about, Evans. I think about the house every day. Every day. <laughs> every I think day. about that house. Yeah, I'm trying true. to see if it's on sale. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> No, they do say in life we regret the things we didn't do, the things we didn't buy, the the, the path not taken, as it were. Uh, so I get it. But um, look, I knew Lacey was winning this match because oh, Zia yeah. like because when's the last time we saw Zia Lee on TV? It's been a while. Yeah, but it's not fair to Zia Lee. They could have put her against somebody else. You know what I mean? I thought they forgot that Zia Lee was even there. When's the last time she uh, wrestled? What? No, she hasn't wrestled, but wasn't she part of the people staring at the TV trying to go for Ronda Rousey last week or something? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Tina Miller pointing out that Lacey Evans doesn't stand a chance, Timmy, so all the way. There you go. Yay! <laughs> um, This was a very short match. Yes, it was. Yes, well, Lacey it was. Evans is going to Money in the Bank. Yes, she is. I, I, I kind of knew, but I'm glad they're doing the qualifying matches. But I kind of knew Lacey was winning here. It was, it was kind of easy. It's her first match back kind of finally we're getting it because they've been announcing it forever on different shows and we never got it um but yeah not not a lot to say about it other than i think lacey evans and money in the bank is gonna be fun have they mentioned how many people are gonna be in the money in the bank ladder matches is it gonna be six is it gonna be eight usually six but maybe they'll do eight that seems excessive it just feels like the field is so wide open there's so many main eventers you know what i mean at least in the men's side and i think the women's side as well so i don't know and when Lacey Evans was talking about her hardships, why did she never mention that she had to make out with Ric Flair? Like, she might have liked that, Glenn. I mean, Ric Flair, you know, hey, to each their own. To each their own. Daddy issues. Uh, so, we're not touching that one. Uh, why did we get a hype video for the Viking Raiders coming soon to SmackDown? Like, because they're relaunching they left the Viking Raiders. NXT, Glenn. Oh, that's right. So they left for like a hot minute and they're coming back and they're coming back like exactly the same as they left. This isn't, oh, what if yeah. the Viking Raiders were maximum male models? Think about that universe. No, no. Oh my God. No, I will pop for that, honestly. Okay, here's everyone. Let me tell you right now. Here's why we need to push Max Dupree to the moon. Uh, as, as the kids say, we need Max Dupree to become so popular that they're going to say, you know what? We need to do segments where Max Dupree makes over talent and like takes them out shopping, like takes them, you know, for a haircut and a manicure and a pedicure. <laughs> like think about the Max Dupree makeover segments we can do. If we turn Max Dupree into the most popular character on SmackDown. I would love to see that and like to take him to like those manor school, teach him how to eat at the table while you yes. say so to you. Oh my God, that would be incredible. <laughs> yes. We, so everybody look like it or hate it. We all need to love Max Dupree, show our appreciation on the interwebs. Make sure WWE, when you get those WWE fan council surveys and it's like anything else you want to add, be like, yeah, Max Dupree is the dopest thing in all of WWE. You know? Okay, but have you ever noticed how when you get those surveys, the, the first second you say something negative, they say, thank you for your opinion. <laughs> like, like, you don't want my real opinion then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little, a little sus. Um, yeah. But the Viking Raiders are coming back after being in NXT for like three weeks. Um, so, Ronda Rousey out there tonight cutting a promo on Natalia, interrupted by Shotzi, 
And uh, what did you think of Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi tonight? And of course, Ronda won. But what did you think of the match? I thought that Ronda was doing a lot of selling. A lot of selling. I mean, Shotzi looked great. I don't know how I feel about making Ronda look like she's just struggling so much to beat these women who are considered rookies compared to her skill level, right? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she struggled with Raquel Gonzalez. Now she struggled with with um, Chotzi. Every time I pay attention to this match, it was like Chotzi was dominating. And nothing against Chotzi, but it's just like, this is your champion. And I don't think that Ronda Rousey should be booked at this, like, underdog style baby face and that's what it seems like they're trying to do here especially with the after um after match attack you know but it, it, there was a couple of times that she was really struggling with with Chazzy, and that's just not a character that i can buy from ronda rousey i personally think ronda rousey could kick all of these girls ass she can have a competitive match but she was dominated for most of it well, I like the shots he got a bit of a showcase. I want Ronda to do more of these. I think this is the best way to use her presence is to have her do these open challenges that become exhibitions with uh, other female talents. But yeah. her getting attacked by Natalia afterwards was pretty predictable. Um, but not only what predictable, about- but why was commentary like screaming? They don't like each other. They were friends. Natalia just won like a number one contender match. Like I don't understand where all these rivalry is coming from like ronda called it like a fake sharpshooter you know what i mean and i'm like why is this happening she just won a number one contender match like it shouldn't be this yeah. deep in a week <laughs> yeah so i mean i like uh with chassis people in the chat are saying it's good that they're giving her more of the you know these opportunities and it's not just the squad because ronda in her first run had so many squash matches it was just a waste of tv time i like that she wants I to like really work one. really yeah, but all those like, matches I, where it'd be like, hey, tonight you're going to face so-and-so. Okay, Ronda's going to dominate them and win in under a match. I don't think so. I thought Ronda had a lot of competitive matches that ended up being good matches that weren't necessarily squashed, but they were competitive. I'm not mm. saying don't give Chelsea her showcase. I'm just saying you also need, it needs to be a back and forth. And it, I, to me, it didn't feel that way. If you go back and watch the match, I felt like Chelsea was dominating for most of it, which is good for Chelsea, but it's just like, it's Ronda Rousey here. Like, what is happening? So what are they thinking with this backstage segment Rhonda might be injured and not be able to compete compete at money in the bank so we're going to have no roman and potentially no ronda at money in the bank like I mean, why why would you need them it's in the intimate <laughs> in the intimate confines of the mng arena so they're assuming the ladder matches should be able to just sell that on its own yeah maybe i mean i do like the money in the bank ladder match i would go probably just for that so are you going to go to mgm no. God, no, not no COVID monkeypox. No, not I'm not oh emotionally God, ready. You're right. Okay. It's okay. Stay in. Stay in. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Not, not the way things are going. Uh, so let's talk about Gunther versus Ricochet yes. for the Continental Championship. What did you think of this match? I love that. I love the finish. I'm so excited. Are, are you excited for Walter? For Gunther, the international oh, yeah. champion. Uh, it's exciting. Poor Ricochet, though. The match was so good, though. Yeah, it was. But what do you do with Ricochet now? I don't know. I'm not worried about Ricochet. I'm worried about the intercontinental title being elevated again. Well, we need to because we don't have a champion on SmackDown. Listen, Roman has been here. For a long time, we can't hope that he accumulated a lot of PTO and now he has to use it before he runs out. <laughs> Have you ever been put in that situation? Because I you can ask for cash; they'll cash you out and pay you sometimes. Not every company does that. That's true. Not every true. company so does that. No, they don't, or they only pay you for your sick days, but then you lose your PTO. Roman is a father of a bunch of kids. Like he's like, I'll use my PTO. You know, I miss I him. Dearly, but yeah. you're right. We need a champion, and Gunther has the look, and he could really make the Intercontinental Championship something that we look forward to every week. And this is not Ricochet's fault that they booked his reign like crap because they did. They 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 never pay attention. This title has not been defended on a pay per view since two WrestleManias ago. That needs to change, and I think Gunther could make that happen. I and think the match was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, this was a very fun match. It was good. Ricochet looked good even in defeat, but I just I worry about his career. I feel like he finally had some good momentum, but they never, like he's barely ever gotten a good promo in his entire career. So are you a bigger fan of Ricochet than you are of Gunther? Yes. Oh, 100%. 1,000%. 
Okay. Well, I prefer Gunther. Maybe it's just hardwired into my ancestral DNA, but like, uh, yeah, something about Gunther just freaks me out. A little, yeah, little too militant. Kick your ass, which is why he will make a good champion. <laughs> Gunther and Ludwig. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a bit much. But no, I mean, look, I, th I thought Walter was good. I always liked Walter. I think with Gunther, it's just, yeah, it's, I, I'm just afraid they're going to put him on one of these dominant streaks. They like to do this with the, with Giants, and it could be a long time before anyone else touches that title. Yeah. So we'll as see. As long as it's been defended in good matches, I don't care. It's true. It's true. Uh, oh, that video of John Cena going to the Netherlands to meet that young fan from Ukraine. That was so nice. Yeah. Love that. Love John Cena. You know, America, look, not... I'm not saying we need to like inject someone with the super soldier serum, but I think for, for a sense of American pride, I think we need to captain America and I nominate John Cena for that role, just to be a patriotic symbol of goodwill to help Americans aspire to uh, be a better version of themselves. Yeah. Um, that video, I saw it across social media and it just warmed my heart and John Cena is pretty amazing at what he does. You know, I'm, I've always said that, like, there's, I've seen so many kids that looked up to him and listen, the man is incredible. I, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you in your nomination. Why not? Why not John Cena? And this is the thing. And it's like, I know people are like, oh, the rock could run for president. Okay. Like, did you see the promo the rock did yesterday at summer game fest? Like those aren't all winners. It. And, you know, we're not going to look that. it up after, uh, look it but up after. <laughs> John Cena's 4th of July videos that he's done ever, like John Cena. Again, we don't need to be president. We don't need more celebrities as president, but we need Captain America and it should be John Cena. John Cena should be the first Captain America. It'll be an honorary title. He'll make us all feel good about the country and, uh, you know, living up to the, to the abilities of our better selves. And, uh, then in like 10 years, we can find someone else. But he's a peacemaker already. Isn't that good enough? Well, no, but this will be like a real role. I'm not saying we're going to send him to fight wars, you know, or like go, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Be, like slap Hitler or beat up the Red Skull or anything. No, we'll just have him say something inspirational say inspiring when things. the country needs it. You know what I mean? When yeah. we're feeling down, it'll be like, what would John Cena do? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Washington, make it happen. Um, so... Oh, Sami Zayn. Uh, I like that this was going to be his chance to be in the bloodline. Tito. We will say Puerto Rico, we'll say Bendito. Sami Zayn, he's trying so hard, man. He's the, the Fredo Corleone of the bloodline. Uh, so next week, we're going to get a last laugh match with Corbin and Moss. If this is to stop, I will say, I don't know if you stop. had a chance to watch. I, mean, I, I like that match. This is why we need a general manager, is we need someone who just goes in the <laughs> ring right before it's about to start and says, this needs to stop. And then just like sends them both home. You know, I have experience at general manager. Maybe I'll apply for the position. But like, I, I enjoyed their match at Hell in a Cell. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I thought they did very well. I thought Corbin did such a good job to get the crowd behind this match in a field that we don't care about. But it should have ended there. You know, Matt got, got his revenge on, on Corbin. Like, why are we still going? Yeah. This has been going on since WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, but I have to give props to this. Riddle versus Sami Zayn got a good, like, 15 minutes tonight. Yes. And they killed it. Yeah. Riddle won. So Sammy yeah. is going to face Roman Reigns. Uh, the Usos did show up and attacked Riddle, but look, Sammy Zayn can has put on. He's had so many partners where he's the, given the, his opponents one of their best matches ever, and this was the same for Riddle. I think he gave Riddle one of Riddle's best matches in WWE tonight. Yes, yes, I think I think so too. Especially because I think we got so accustomed to seeing Riddle being tag teams then sometimes you just forget how talented he is in a singles match and same with sammy sammy has been doing a lot of like tag team or like this not silly because i just love that jackass match at wrestlemania but he's been doing these feuds that are not like real feuds that you just forget how good 
Sami Zayn is in the ring. And tonight, I, I love this match. I love how much time they gave him. I love that there were some moments that I really thought Sami Zayn was winning. And I was like, oh my God, they're really going to ban Riddle yeah. from, from Friday Night SmackDown because there was a couple of false finishers that, that I really thought Sami had it. Uh, Paul Heyman on commentary was a beautiful addition oh, to fantastic. this. But oh, the in-ring in the main event of SmackDown, I would recommend people to go back and watch it. I thought that Sami and Riddle put on a banger. It was good, and we went right from this over to Rampage, where we started with Eddie Kingston versus Jake Hager. Yeah. Oh, I wish this had been live tonight. Wait, what? Yeah. Was this live tonight? This was taped, right? Because, no. yeah, we heard about this the other taped. day. Yeah, I wish this had yeah. been live. Because, I mean, like, Me uh, Will Ospreay, like, having this stuff spoiled, like, would have been a much bigger deal if it was happening and we were just learning from the first time. Right. Right, but love this with Eddie Kingston versus Jake Hager. What'd you like about this match? I, um, I really, I'm a big fan of Eddie Kingston. I think he's such a relatable character. Like, I see Eddie Kingston and I see that guy selling Lucy's outside of the bodega in New York City. Like, <laughs> and, and I like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about him that you just can't help but to like him. He's very real. You know, in the way he speaks. There was one thing that I didn't like about this match, and it was like he was giving some chops to Hager that looked so ridiculously fake and weak that I was like, you're really going to take him down that way? But I enjoy seeing Eddie Kingston get a win, and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to continue with this feud. We're going to have blood and guts, so you might as well keep giving us matches or different combinations of these matches to people's invested. Can I make a suggestion? I know we like Eddie Kingston. Tina, I know Eddie's your favorite. I know Eddie's doing great in AEW, but since they're casting and it's going to start shooting soon, why aren't we petitioning for Eddie Kingston to play Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing, in the Fantastic Four movie? I don't know. I don't know. That's an excellent idea. I personally want to see Eddie Kingston in the cover of the next um, Grand Theft Auto video game, just like all bloody with the gas can from Double or Nothing. Like I need to good. see that in the cover of a video game. That'd be good. But with the thing, you know, with the thing, you could do it motion capture. He doesn't have to do like Chickless did and wear like an orange suit made out of rocks. Like it could all be CJ, CGI. He could yell, it's clobbering yeah. time. I think this could really work. I think we could be honest. You might that. be onto something here. But in the meantime, you know, while they cast him at that, it's good to see him getting some wins. It is good to see him get a win. Um, I can tell you that I feel like right now I have no freaking clue what is going on with the AEW world title picture, where it's heading, who the contenders are, well, what who's the contender once the interim title is champion is crowned. I'm going to give you the tea, okay? But okay. I also don't understand what's going on, so I might confuse <laughs> you even more. <laughs> so CM Punk said he was going to relinquish the title. But Tony Khan was like, I'm not going to let you do that, CM Punk. I'm not going to let you do that. So CM Punk walked away with his injury. Walked away. I don't know where. I think the injury is on his foot. So then they decided they were going to crown an interim champ, right? So then, hear me out. Because that Wednesday, Warlow was number one in the rankings. But then they magically updated the rankings to make Moxley number one in the rankings. Explain that to me, Glenn. Supposedly, he is number one overall. So on Wednesday... Moxley got a buy, and they did a battle royal with what it was a joke. It was a joke. I'm sorry. It was like, did you watch it? You haven't watched it, right? I did. I did watch the battle royal. And I watched the Mid Atlantic Championship uh, announcement, and then I. You don't think that battle royal was a joke? I turned it on. I was like, yeah. When the Joker was Andrade, I was just kind of like, this feels very thrown together. This man left his honeymoon early, and they couldn't even give him the win. Wow. Yeah, so anyway, so Kyle O'Reilly, our favorite, you know, wins this battle royal. And then you absolutely know Moxley's going to kick his ass at the end of the night. I, so I had Moxley, to look up who won, but I knew. Yeah, Moxley's going to go into Forbidden Door, and then these two guys of New Japan are going to wrestle each other. And whoever wins that is going to fight Moxley at Forbidden Door, and that's who becomes the interim champion. Does that make sense? Do we think a wrestler from another promotion is going to no. become AEW champion? No, it's gonna be Moxley. It's gonna be Moxley. And there could be a swerve. I still think MJF could get involved somehow. But let me just say, like tonight is going to be a harbinger of things to come. To see Will Osprey, we knew he was showing up tonight because this was pre-taped. If Will, if the ratings go down or stay the same, if Will Osprey doesn't pop the ratings up a little bit, this is going to tell you. 
Uh, this is gonna almost guarantee that Moxley is gonna be champion after Forbidden Door. Oh, Moxley's winning it. I, I, I know, but I want to spend a little disbelief. Moxley's winning it, and I was um I was talking about it on Wednesday because I am now part of the Wednesday Night Podcast. Right. You guys can check it out. But I was talking about it on Wednesday where I was saying not everybody watches New Japan. I didn't know who Osprey was, but there were some people that have shown on in AEW that I have no clue who they are. And I feel like if you want to highlight them so that people buy Double or Nothing. You should probably put him in the show that people watch because Rampage is known for not being a show that people tune into. Yes. Yes. I mean, this is a good match to open the show tonight, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the, the ratings do. what do you think of uh, Britt Baker's promo on Tony Love Storm? Britt Baker's promo. I, 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 I heard Tony Chavani call her the Owen Hart Women's Champion. I thought it was a tournament and the belt was just like, to crown them it was supposed to be like the trophy but now we're gonna carry it around and call these people champions that's okay um i like her promo i like that she's keeping her eye on the prize and i also like that she said that the aw world women championship is coming back to somebody from her team not necessarily herself she's also talking about jamie hater um but i think that tony storm and thunder rosa could be a really interesting field so we'll see where they go but oh. i'm never gonna get tired of hearing um, um Britt baker cup promos i really think she's great on the mic and hear me out, Tony okay. Storm versus Thunder Rosa. Think about the imagery there. Think about the CGI yeah. graphics package we can make to hype that hype that hype that. Feed. I have I have PTSD from Hurricane Maria, and now this is triggering it. I understand. I understand. Uh, so Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh with Sanjay Dutt versus Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett. When they introduce, they, these two guys are making their AEW tag team debut. We know who's winning. Um, of course. Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh got that win. Yeah, it was a good match. It was short. It was, it was uh, a good match. Was it, it a match even, really? No, it wasn't. But it was this guy's debut. And I, I wanted just to see a little bit more. But if he's not 100% there, it was a good way to kind of keep him protected. And I like seeing Jay Lethal on TV. So, you know that Jay Lethal was number five in the rankings, but he wasn't in the Battle Royal? It's a conspiracy. Oh, it is. So we saw Danhausen drive out. <laughs> were those golf carts? They were. Okay. Danhausen is becoming a caricature of himself, and which is yeah. funny because he was always over the top, but I think... He's going so far over the top, he might actually come back around to the bottom again at this pace because um, doesn't it feel like he's like a toy and they're just seeing how much more they can wind him up before letting go, you know? Yes. Yes. I haven't been all on board of the Den House and Hook train. And I feel like now we're seeing less and less of Hook, where it was something that I actually look forward to seeing on Rampage. You know, every other week he was coming out, he was winning matches, and now we really don't see him. So, I mean, we'll see where this goes. But, I mean, we just saw them wrestle at what? At double or nothing, and I don't think we've seen them do anything after that. Also, weird he chose so the name. pairing them together, just kind of like pulling them off. Peanut butter and chocolate. Two great tastes that go yeah. great together. Uh, also, weird he chose the name Hook when clearly he's more inspired by Rufio. Wait, what? Some reference to the movie <laughs> Hook. Reference to the movie Hook oh. with Lost Boys. Rufio, Bangarang. Oh my God. Did you know that I was scrolling through my recommended on YouTube today? And uh, there was a video and somebody was making fun of the movie Breaking. And I thought about you. Well, okay. Breaking isn't the best movie. But Breaking <laughs> 2 Electric Boogaloo is freaking fantastic. I know, but it was so funny because I just like saw the thumbnail. This is a girl, she's a YouTuber, she's Jamie French, and she always watches movies that I'm like, you know, that are dark, like older. And I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to send this link to, to Glenn so he can watch her. Wow. Watch that movie and review it. <laughs> Breakdancing, you're too young to, to, you didn't live through this, but Breakdancing was the coolest freaking thing what ever. What do you mean I didn't live through it? What year was Breakdancing cool? Like 83, 84. Okay. <laughs> breakdancing had a very brief run like breakdancing still cool but i'm saying breakdancing was like fucking mainstream as hell from like yeah. 82 to 85 maybe tops like alfonso Ribeiro would sell you a record and an instruction book to teach you how to breakdance you could order a video to teach you how to breakdance that a young vin diesel was in it's on youtube look it up 
Um, like what? people wanted to learn how to break dance. It was it was a phenomenon. Did you know how to break dance? I could not break dance to save my life. Oh. I always thought I could. I always thought I would be the guy that I could just like bust out a dolphin dive and impress the hell out of everyone, or do the windmill, or get down and you know get, like do the head spin or something. Uh, and I went to the the boys and girls club that was on the border of uh, Oakland and Alameda, and um, like they would just bust out the linoleum mats or cardboard. People would just start break dancing. I would just sit there and watch, you know. But I was always too embarrassed to like try, too uh, nervous to to give it a go myself. This is like the first time I heard hip hop, like with Roxanne, Roxanne, and New Edition, yeah. and oh my god, it was such good times, such good times. Wow. Wish I could go back. Give anything to go back. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because I've said this before, but I literally grew up when hip hop was new, when video yeah. games were new, when a computer at home was new, when the Internet was yeah. new. So all this stuff, like, it was just cool to see it evolve. But you almost didn't realize, like, you kind of realized that it was groundbreaking. But I don't know. I look back at it now and I'm like, whoa, like, living through history is exhausting. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it's is. crazy. All this new stuff. New Coke. Yeah, I know. There was a new Coke. Oh, come on. That Coke sucked. It did suck. And then there was Coke Classic, and we rejoiced. The nation yeah. was like, oh, my, thank God the Coke, Coke Classic is back. Everything is going to be okay now. Yes. Very odd. Very odd. Uh, so let's talk about what happened next. I mean, we could talk New Coke versus Coke Classic. New Coke, a bit sweeter, tasted more like Pepsi. They released a special version. Gross. With Stranger Things. And I bought like a bunch of cans that were expensive when the Stranger Things promotion happened a few years ago for season three. And yeah, New Coke, gross. Uh, but let's talk about Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander. And Chris Statlander getting the win. I love the baddie section. I love what they're doing with having um, <sighs> Jade Cargill and Kara and Red Velvet. But I just feel like they're going to do the same thing because Athena came out, out after. It's like everyone's going to beat jade's friends and then they're going to lose to jade. right right that yeah. i don't like yeah but that's how it usually works everywhere you know what i mean you get your goons you send them out first and then you get the match i like chris Statlander a lot yeah chris and well I, I, she's good i think chris Statlander could beat jade if, if if it's built the right way and if they're not ready for chris Statlander to be that person yet i will keep her away from jade and, and the baddies for now you know what i mean yeah and we never got a real answer about Chris not being an alien anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got her Earth citizenship. Oh, well, there you go. Green card or like full? Full citizenship. I think she's part of the men in black. Now, did she do that by marrying or did she go through the, was there like asylum perhaps? Or, I mean, this seems she quite went through, So that's what I was saying. So she was helping the men in black in some of their missions. So they helped oh. her out. In return, by giving her her Earth citizenship, I want because you used to see this in movies all the time. You just famously in Armageddon. I want the government to need something from me, and I want to be able to give them a list of crazy demands in exchange for my help because I'm the only one. That, and we used to see that in movies all the time. You know, well, if you cooperate yeah. with us, we can make this happy. We're like, well, I want this, and they're like, that's crazy, and they're like, just give it to him. We really need him. I want that. So U.S. government, you must need something for me that I'm the only person that could provide. Let's make a deal. You know what? Maybe somebody from the Puerto Rico government wants to know how to get to Bad Bunny Beach and it is so secluded that they might need me to take them there. You know, I'm going to start creating my list of demands. What, 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 do you, off the top of your head, what are your demands going to be to, to the government, to the U.S. government? That oceanfront house that my dad didn't buy me. <laughs> There you what go. about you? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking property. I'd be like, the government has this yeah. island off the coast of you know Florida, not Florida, but uh, someplace cooler. Be like, oh, I want this island. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll come you up better with not stuff. ask for Puerto Rico. I really, I kind of hear you trying to ask for Puerto Rico. I want, but yeah, like Lex Luthor asking Zod for Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think um, I did like in Armageddon that they don't want to pay income taxes again ever. I thought that was pretty smart. You know. Right. Yeah. Like that'd be pretty sweet, but I don't know. I got got to think about you know. And I, oh no, you know what? I would be able to, like I'm insisting you're bringing back some TV shows, and they're like half the oh cast God, is dead. I'm like I'm like bring back it's your move. They're like Jason Bateman's fifty. I'm like J get Jason Bateman, and we're gonna start an updated version of it's your move. I want you to make it happen. Like uh, there's gonna be I'm gonna be like I want a sequel 
Uh, I want a, another sequel to the movie Stakeout. We're going to pretend that another Stakeout never happened. And we're just going to make Stakeout. We're going to call it Stakeout 2. And we're just going to get Emilio okay. Estevez and Richard Dreyfuss back. Ignore the second one with Rosie O'Donnell. Start fresh. And it's going to be great. Like, I'm going to have a big list of demands for the government. And it's going to be just based I on my that. hopes, dreams, and whims. And we say, and I want all those Menudo on ABC videos where they taught you yeah. Spanish. I want all yeah. those in HD quality. I want you to remaster them. And then I want you to get that lineup of Menudo to come to my house and perform those songs. Like also, Ricky Schroeder and Silver Spoons. Can you... Oh my god, that would be amazing! Yeah, like a private bat. I want a private bat bunny concert at the private bat bunny beach. There you go. I was gonna say, can you please demand for a baby shark and ping pong space adventures uh, sequel while you're at it? Because I spent a week with my baby niece and watching the same movie. <laughs> we need to watch two, so we have something else to watch. <laughs> it's amazing how you get like. We had my nieces got really into My Little Pony. Friendship is magic, yeah. and. Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be dumb. This is going to be stupid. I started watching it. I was like, this show oh, no. is incredible. Like, oh, no. I, love, I love Baby show. Shark's Adventure to the point that I'm quoting it. I did realize, though, that I prefer it in Spanish. I think Baby Shark's voice sounds more lovable in Spanish. So we've been watching it in Spanish. Have you uh, watched it? It's amazing. That? I've been quoting it and we've been making fun. Like, we have inside jokes now based on this Baby Shark movie. Have you watched any of the classic uh, Lazy Town from 10 years ago? No. Oh. Lazy Town uh, famous because there's a very good mashup uh, somebody made with Little John and made it very <sighs> inappropriate because it oh, just no. mashes up perfectly. Just search Little John Lazy Town. It's incredible. Uh, one of the best mashups I've ever heard. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., <laughs> Glenn, will you buy God of War Ragnarok? I've actually never played a God of War game, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still waiting for them to patch WWE 2K22, but you heard it here first. I think this season of Fortnite, eh, I might sit this one out. Didn't grab me. I haven't played Fortnite in a while, and I used to love it. The last two seasons, no build mode and everything. The last two seasons, I got everything, but this one, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm not really motivated. Like, It's not it. <laughs> yeah, it's not it. Um, So back to Rampage. Oh. <sighs> Does anyone take the belt off Jade Jade Cargill or is Jade Cargill just like retire champion? No, somebody has to take it out, but I want her to get to at least 50. I don't know, man. I I don't know because I see Jade Cargill and she just looks like a million bucks. She has that if factor. I just wish, and again, we were just talking about that in Ronda. I want to see a female character that comes out there and just squashes these women and you believe they can. And I think that Jade Cargill could be that person and they keep putting her in this competitive matches that don't really do anything to showcase her you know what i mean what do you think about how they're using stokely hathaway so far uh, i mean we haven't really gotten to hear a lot from him which is what i want i want him cutting isn't that weird? every week yeah isn't that like in nxt it was like stokely hathaway is like the best talker malcolm Bivens is gonna be amazing yeah. and then there was like a year before they let him really say anything of substance yeah i know but they, they did say he's his her publicist not like necessarily her manager or anything like that but i guess i would like to hear him talk but i do think that i don't know if he's doing some kind of coaching because i also think jade has gotten a lot better in the mic so is she going to need a talker for much longer i don't know hmm, it's true so love this video package uh for the all-atlantic championship qualifying match between ethan page and miro yeah go miro absolutely uh we had lexi Nair backstage with uh ethan page scorpio sky and dan lambert i like that dan lambert's talking less and less yeah i'm a big fan of that so <laughs> will osprey introduced himself tonight yeah along with his crew what did you think uh of his promos against ftr and trent Beretta? I thought the promos were good. I like I like Will Osprey. I think he like I love hearing a pop for him on on Wednesday because crowd you know recognized him and like I was telling you not everybody watches New Japan and they need to recognize that. Um, while letting him cut a promo, I would also like to see a video package talking a little bit more about him for those fans who might not know who he is and get people familiar. I just feel like yes, while Forbidden Door is sold out. How many pay-per-view buys are you going to get if you don't get people invested into who you know is going to be wrestling at this show? So I just want to see them showcase this um, new Japan stars more and get people to you know learn more about them. But the promo overall, I thought it was good. 
Yeah, I think uh, Will there is definitely of, of the crew the biggest name. Uh, Night One yeah. is making a joke saying everyone knows the individual names of the United Empire members if they can remember after tonight. But we know Will Osprey, uh, and he's wrestled all around the world, uh, New yeah. Japan, the uh, UK especially. And it's it is a big deal him being there facing FTR. And uh, I thought this match was very good, but yeah, I don't like that this was pre-taped, but I think they made a calculated move that they, th I think they think this might be good for 50 or hundred thousand more viewers because people knew to tune in tonight and watch it. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, I love seeing FTR wrestle. I become such a fan of them and like seeing them in the ring. I didn't know who was going to get the win here. And I was going to, ask you how do you feel about it because with forbidden door you don't want to bury your guys to put these guys that are coming over for this pay-per-view over but at the same time if they're losing on tv why would you watch them on the pay-per-view don't you feel that way like you're I in think... a weird situation where everybody needs to win <laughs> yeah i'm not sure what the actual pay-per-view will do but i will say i feel like for tony khan this is something for the hardcore fans including the hardcore fans of new japan on his roster that right. can't make the time to go over to Japan and have some of these matches. So I think good for him that he's able to indulge this. I thought this was a very good yeah. main event tonight. Um, I just but yeah, wasn't I think... expecting. I wasn't expecting Will Osprey and, and the United Empire to lose here. Yeah, it's tough because AEW is an interesting point where I think the CM Punk. CM Punk was a chance for them to grow their audience now that's been put on pause, but Forbidden Door was planned when CM Punk was still healthy and could wrestle. The MJF thing has momentum. I feel like AEW, this might be controversial to say, but I feel that if they don't play this AEW storyline or the, this MJF storyline, right? If they don't play that right right now, I feel like they're squandering their opportunity to grow yeah. their audience. And this yeah. might be... Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to so much shit for this. I think this might be a step backwards because it's going to make AEW more exclusive than inclusive yes. yeah. to wrestling fans. I don't, I don't think what you're saying is controversial. And I think that they're not... I mean, I think that gaining a steady audience is, is remarkable. You know, they've only been around for three years, but they're not growing. The audience is not growing. It's always the same week, the same numbers, yeah. you know? And it's just like when you keep doing things that are so close knit to your hardcore, are you are you looking just to keep what you have and keep consistency and steady, or are you looking to grow? That's my question because it's like, I, and, and I I want to see how Forbidden Door does. I don't know that I'll tune into New Japan after. You know what I mean? I, that's why I don't feel invested into this paper. I'm over here more worried about where it's all out going to be because they haven't even announced that. So yeah. I just feel like you need to get us people that maybe not watch New Japan and are still uncertain about Forbidden Door to be more invested into the people that we're not familiar with. And I, that you're really having them lose on TV and you're not giving us any background information about them. It just seems like you said, it's more for a hardcore audience than I want everybody that watches this show to watch this. As Edward Cousins in the chat's pointing out, uh, everybody, if you haven't seen it, Google Will Osprey versus Ricochet and check that out. Okay. Oh man! So yeah, this was this was a good show tonight. It wasn't bad. Both uh, shows by went by very fast, in my very opinion. Very fast, very watchable, very mm -hmm. enjoyable, very good. Um, no pay per views this weekend. No wrestling oh, this weekend. God. I need I, I need some time. <laughs> we I had know. Two in I, a row. We had two weekends in a row. <laughs> I, I have some TV that's built up that I need to get to new episode of the boys dropped today. Um, both on streaming. We got everything everywhere all at once, which I've heard is amazing. Haven't watched it yet. Going to watch that movie. Yeah. And then uh unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicholas cage playing himself. I tend to watch that this weekend. Some other things to check out on. And then Monday we're back here. Well, not us, but wrestling Inc is back here for raw Tuesday, NXT myself, Issa and Alfred Kanawa will be here. Uh, NXT is touring Florida. NXT is on the road. The road in I Florida know. this weekend. So excited for them. I feel bad, though. They're going to put them in a bus. Like, they're not even going to get on an airplane or anything. See, I think that's cool, though. I I, I mean, like, I romanticize it. I call it more like camp fun. But I, I would want to be, like, you know, that minor league team traveling around, everyone forced together in a bus. Like, the WWE European tours are like that. Yeah, I know. Did you know that yeah. I explore an abandoned airplane today? Really? 
yeah, there was an airplane that crashed in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico years ago, and they just leave it, they just left it there and people started drawing graffiti on it and it became like this touristic attraction. But I got to like go inside. I'm gonna send you some pictures. It was super interesting. Cool. Look forward to seeing that. Well, hey everybody, have a great weekend. Follow Issa at NYC Demon Diva, that's Eva with the one. Follow me at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh give us a follow. We want to alert you when we're gonna be doing our Minuto documentary recap. So we want to we want to delight you with our hot takes in the world of wrestling and otherwise we appreciate you tuning out uh turning out tonight tuning in yes tuning in turning out and we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling inc podcast have a great weekend we will see you all soon for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.